What's up, everybody? And welcome back. Back, back, back to another episode of Orange and Blue Thing. Dara Meenan. <sighs> what up? Brian Ernie. That's me. Lizzie's here as well. Hello. Oh, we are, I did not bring enough beer for this show, Brian. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Just like the Mets these last few days, uh, we are off to a sputtering start. Um, look, I, we, we touched on it in our practice round, <laughs> our lightning round here. Uh, the... What has transpired these last two or three days has been kind of odd and kind of throwback vintage Mets, and quite frankly, isn't going to be that isn't going to be good enough if they're going to contend in the National League East. You know what? After that game on Sunday, I was hoping the guys kind of got back back to their their April form at least or end April on a high note. Um, I know you wrote the blog post on Sunday yeah. about Agon had you know finally broke out of his shell or you know if there was ever a time for him to have a big game that was it and um we were hoping that they, with the off day monday get back to the east coast get back in their own their own beds and and get to city field on tuesday kind of hit re- reset and start over start may on a, on a high note and they just got swept by the braves the mets i, I was wrong i said back in the beginning of the season the mets were not going to sniff second place that was a tall order it was but i was i had high hopes you know and, <laughs> and they looked pretty good right off the bat 11 and 1 whatever it was and then uh, obviously after being swept uh, they were just outscored 21 to two in the last three games, back to back shutouts, no hitter Tehran today into the seventh inning and, um, the boo birds route in full force for Harvey. We'll get to that in a little bit, but yeah, I mean, there's not, there's not that many great things to say about the last couple days. And, uh, I don't know. I don't know what else you can really add to that. It's got to get better in a hurry. I wrote for the blog right before I got here and basically it said it wasn't ever going to be this easy. You know, I, I admired your bold prediction that they weren't <laughs> going to be back in second place all year, but let's face it. I mean, to go wire to wire, uh, I know they spent one day in, in second place, uh, on Easter, but to go wire to wire essentially is a tall order. Did they? Mm- yeah, they when they dropped to two and one. Oh, you're right. I, right, they, right. I think they dropped into second right, place right. briefly. Um, but look, I mean, it it's been a little bit of a challenge here since the eleven and one start. I think there are a multitude of reasons which we'll get into. Um, we got a little flash of oh my god, kind of saw our uh, life flash before our eyes last night uh, in the form of Jacob Degrom's elbow. But everything. What I'll say about this is just very simply, as we approach the Rockies series, which I think is a big series, and they'll go on the road to Cincinnati, which they should be able to feast in Cincinnati. The thing I like about this is we're not seeing so much, you know, knock wood. We're not seeing the uh, supporting cast fail, and it's, oh, the Mets aren't winning because all these guys are on the shelf, and we don't know when they'll ever come back. It's just a little bit of a lag. It's just the, the, the everyday players hitting a little bit of a skid. Um, they're going to need to course correct, and I think they definitely have the capability to do it. So through the ebbs and flows of a season, you're going to go through some of these. How about the best player on the team right now being the ass man, Astrubal Cabrera? I mean, you know, uh, I don't know if he came back too early, but the first day Conforto got back, he says that he wanted Strasburg, took him yard, and hasn't done much since. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot well, of he's the, gotten on base, in fairness. He has got, but yeah. you know what I mean? As far as the, you know, the guys that we're expecting to hit bombs and yes. produce more than they've been, uh, haven't really been doing so. Um, Cespedes is striking out at an alarming rate. Uh, he is scoring, you know, he's driving in a lot of runs, but a lot of, lot of, uh, a lot of question marks here. And obviously you're not going to win unless you have a healthy rotation. We all got scared last night. I was at the game, uh, four strong innings from DeGrom. And then the next thing you know, he's out of the game. So, uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit about his injury. I think we all saw, uh, had a little breath of uh, a sigh of relief this morning when we got the news that it wasn't as bad as we had expected. I think we're all kind of just trained now as Mets fans to hope for the best, expect the worst. And you wrote something last night, like none of your doctors on Twitter yeah. kind of pumped the brakes. I kind of said the same thing. Like, Let's wait and, and see what's happening here. I like that. Well, well, you know, JJ puts missed five weeks and Lucas Duda missed three weeks. And then you need re- it's like, guys, no offense. I mean, t- with all due respect, I don't even trust a doctor right, who right, would right. tell me who would try to diagnose a patient he's never seen or never treated. So I don't even trust a doctor to do it. I'm not going to trust Twitter to do it. <laughs> right, right. Um, so, uh, look, it, that is crisis averted for the time being. I think you touched on something interesting on Conforto. He has been getting on base. And the fact that Cespedes has started to heat up a little bit here is only going to make Conforto better because there's no reason to pitch to Conforto right now there or hadn't been for the first three weeks of the season when Cespedes would flail at everything out of the zone. Well, why would you give Conforto a pitch to hit? So now that Cespedes is hitting behind him, Conforto's OBP, which is near 400, is impressive. His batting average, obviously not as great. The power number is not where you want to be, but he's going to start to see more, um, 
more uh, pitches in the strike zone, which is why I was surprised to see him drop to fifth in the lineup today. But I think things should even out here. They have plenty of time to do it. And uh, and they they still have, what are they, five games over 500 still? It's not time to panic yet. I'm not panicked. I mean, it's just the way that they've been losing in the past few days has been a little concerning. Guys aren't really producing. And, um, you know, obviously you got to fix that real quick before this thing gets out of control. I mean, the only thing that's, you know, not good news, but the uh, the Nationals, who we thought were going to be run, running away with this thing, uh, are in fourth place still. But they're so, back at 500 now. I mean, they're, they're coming. And, they're coming. And, Mur- they're coming and Murphy's on his way back, and Rendon's on his way back, and I know Adam Eaton isn't in the lineup yet, but as uh, Bryce Harper, who I, I think if any other player maybe in, in the league called his teammates minor leaguers in a backwards way, I understood what he was saying. But, man, if he said that as a member of the Mets or the Yankees or a bigger media market town than Washington, D.C., yeah, yeah, yeah. he would just have been eaten alive for that for three days. Um, but they basically have been playing with the Syracuse Chiefs uh, in their lineup. So we'll see. They're going to be around at the end, man. And Atlanta looks legit and Philadelphia looks legit. So. I'm not prepared for Atlanta to be, like, the best team in the East. Again, like, the, we, got, we got tormented in the 90s by that team and obviously, you know, even after that. But... I'm just not prepared for the Braves to be the best team in the NL the East again. And they've got a lot of young talent, so who knows? They could be stacked for quite a number of years now. They're good. They're, they're good. Uh, that's all there is to it. They have too much talent that's too young and too controllable. I mean, Ozzie Albies, uh, Ronald Acuna, um, we saw flashes of, of all of these. And Freddie Freeman still just holding it down, torturing the Mets. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Nick Markakis, hey, he's alive still. And it just absolutely raking. So... Good for them. They have a lot of very – Tim Fitzpatrick mentioned this on the blog, they, that they look like a legitimate threat. They have a lot of really good young bullpen arms out there. Got a chance to see a, a few of those. So Braves going to be around, man. You're going to have to do better in your division than being outscored. What was it? Quick tally, 21-2. Uh, to 21-2 two? to two yeah, in the last three so, games. And you know, right. obviously back-to-back shutouts. So not, not looking too pretty here. Um after we obviously won that series in San Diego. But anyway, let's talk a little bit about uh, the only good thing that happened today. Yeah. We dropped the uh, Cyclones outing. Yeah. And the, the seven-line army never fails to show up. And I actually was kind of surprised about this. We had 800 tickets last year. I don't know how long it took for those to sell out. We had 900 for this pretty season. Quick. Pretty quick. But they, yeah. the 900 sold out today really fast. That's like great. two or three hours. I, I don't have access to their spreadsheets. or. And we should mention, too, that I think that's a Mets bobblehead day, too. It Aren't is. the Mets at it, home? And I, I was getting a, a lot of replies. Yeah. Like, it's the same day as the Thor bobblehead. So yeah, we're not okay. trying to, like, go up against the Mets promotional team. And, you know, obviously, thanks to them, we have the Cespedes Garden Homes yeah. to give away tonight. So if you're watching live on uh, Facebook, share the show right now. If you're watching on Periscope or Twitter, retweet right now. You'll be in the running for one of these Garden Gnomes, thanks to the Mets for sending them our way. Uh, it just didn't work out on... Uh, no other game on the schedule for mm-hmm. them worked out with the Semline Army schedule and vice versa. So unfortunately, it's the same day as the Thor bobblehead. So people that are big into, you know, maybe they don't ever miss a home game. Maybe they're season ticket holders at, at uh, City Field. They had to make a decision here, and uh, 900 people decided to come cheer with us in Brooklyn. That's, so that's awesome. That's they. I, I don't often get. Um, uh, what's the right word? Uh, surprised mm-hmm. by the way this group turns out, but 900 tickets in just a few hours to go to a game in Brooklyn. Well, I don't know if you remember last year, City but Field. it was kick ass. Oh, well, it was so. awesome, but we also there was no home game that day. No, I, think I the know. The Mets were in like, Philly but or something. Dude, last uh, year was so much fun. It was really so. good, and you know, you show people a good time, they tell their friends and and so on. That's why this thing's successful. So thank you guys for buying tickets today. Um, also. How many years? You're married longer than I am, right? Yes, it's going to be seven years in July. So Kelly and I celebrated four years yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, what a kick-ass. Congratulations. Thank yes, you. Kick-ass chick do I have that she says. It was her idea to go to the game last night. Yeah, I figured that. Yeah, awesome. I, said that, I, said I wouldn't even Lauren. mention it because yeah. she's like, well, everything's baseball, baseball, baseball. Do we really have to go to City Field? Well, right. We got married at City Field. For, yeah. who, for those watching and listening who don't know, we got married there. So it was cool to be back at the scene of the crime. Uh, but we had a we had a give and take there. So during the day, we went to the city um, for to see Aladdin on Broadway. Cool. I can't get away from this Disney stuff. And um, <laughs> you know, it was good though. The like, genie was really cool. It was actually his like Broadway debut. If anyone's looking for a show, maybe go check that out. Uh, so I don't 
Totally hate Disney. I had a good time yesterday. Right. I can admit that. But it was really cool that she was down to go to the ballpark afterwards. That's awesome. So, That's awesome. That's a, that sounds like an overall very solid day. It was so a long day. We're not used to, you know, obviously when Amelia gets up at like 6 a.m. So uh, we ended up driving him to uh, City Field Park there to the train into, uh, Perfect. Yeah. you know, th- uh, 42nd Street. Went to the Broadway show, back to the game, stopped at McKellar. Like it was a stacked day. And it went pretty quick, the game, unfortunately, last yeah. night. So we were home by like 10.15. Yeah, speaking of a pretty quick, the window on uh, CMB on the drive time has closed pretty quickly. And we should announce oh, next week. that we're very fortunate <laughs> to have Maggie Gray on next week. And that is going to be... We're, we were talking about what the questions were going to be. We talked. We can tell the peeps. We got. I mean, we, we got a pre- little pre-show. We had our little like five-second meeting here. We were like, all right. Well, not that we're going to like really press her, but last on Tuesday, I keep thinking it's like, this week's been so long for me. Tuesday when yeah. they had their little pre-game meeting with Mike before their show started for the first time at one p.m. on Tuesday. Yeah. Her quote was, "This is now zero F's radio." Like they're kind of like hold like. Pulling no punches. What's the right word here? Yeah. Um, so we're excited to have, uh, yeah, holding no whatever. No Not, holds barred. No holds barred. Uh, so we are going to have Maggie next week. I don't know if we really want to get – we're not trying to press her for – no, but fan I, dirt. But I'm sure we she, wanted to have her on before any of this even happened with Mike Francis. Right. So exactly. We I just will, followed up. I think it's going to be very interesting. I think it'll be uh, our first female guest. Yeah, I want is that true? Fan dirt. Come on. <laughs> yeah, you got some F and So dirt. what do you really think about Mike Francesa? She's got some she's got some cool Met stories, I'm sure. So uh so that'll be a lot of fun. But um obviously Did you see this poll I put up? I, I, I did have this queued up just to see. Were you shocked by this result? I put up a poll on the no. Seven Lines account a couple days ago. Are you excited for Mike's on to be back who actually has a Twitter account now? Um Almost fourteen hundred people voted, and no was the uh, was the answer. Fifty seven percent said no; they weren't excited for Mike's on to be back. And I think it was more so because the people that follow us are Mets fans. He obviously isn't too. Uh, also, Twitter skews young, and I think that most people. I think if we were a Mets brand. If we were Yankees brand, though, it might have been a little bit higher. Maybe, but I think also I think that has a factor that Mike's you know core audience is is. Uh, men that are maybe a little bit older. Uh, I think that wouldn't be a surprise. I think his coveted audience is that men 25 to 34 demographic um so i mean look i am excited because i thought it was great and i listened to the, his open i thought it was crazy he he it was like business as usual like yeah the, the most easy like hey man i got a show here to do and then it just started and that was it he well was here here's what i thought was funny and this is the only thing i'll say about it i thought it was good and i was i, I was actually eager to hear what his take on the draft and his take on the mets which obviously wasn't you know <laughs> wasn't glowing or anything like that but um he goes, I'm going to tell you some stuff. Some stuff just, you know, quite frankly, isn't your business. How can you do an 18-month public send-off and then tell us when you're back in six months? Uh, well, some of it's not your business. Well, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, you don't need to tell me how much money you're making, but maybe enlighten us a little bit considering I spent 18 months listening to your farewell tour, but whatever. Yeah, anyway, but before we move on, I do want to actually talk about uh, last night, but uh, give us a call, 631-388-5195, Harvey, DeGrom, uh, whatever you want to talk about, chit-chat with us for a little bit about all things Mets, 631-388-5195, and again, if you missed us uh, talking about this a little bit ago, thank you to the Mets for the UNS uh, Cespedes Garden Gnomes, share the show right now on Facebook, retweet if you're watching on Twitter, two lucky fans are going to walk away with these ones for free, but last night, it was Kelly's idea. She says, I really, really want to sit on that deck. We talk about it since we've been married. Right. The glass uh, club in the, uh, in the upper, you know, middle deck, whatever, it's left Porsche field. It's club. called the Porsche Grill now. I don't know what it was called. When it, the Acela Club. The Acela, exactly. The Acela club. I think you sat out there uh, years ago. So yes. she's like, I really want to sit out there. Can we do that? Uh, I hit up my ticker rep. Shout out to Wade. And he goes, actually, you know what? That, that deck's already taken for uh, the second. I was like, oh, it's man. I wasn't trying to be like, I wasn't trying to get anything for free. I'm like, hey, I want to buy the tickets. Can yeah. I get those tickets? And uh, coincidentally, last night was a group ticket sale something up there. So we got the tickets on the house. Cool. Little did I know that where I was going to sit on, I was going to get shit on four times. <laughs> so the photo you see here, that's Gelbs. I don't, um, who, who screenshot this for me? Um, Brubaka screenshot and sent this to me. If you see, if you're watching this live, I'm pointing up at the rafters above me to the, I think his name is Xavier. The two pigeons, they were just plopping their ass right above the table, right. and I got shit on, seriously, four times. Um, so uh, the Mets got to put some like spike strips up there I or something. I can't believe that that happened. But you see Gelbs. Four times. Gelbs is up there. He's doing a live spot, and someone warned him, like, hey, you might want to move down a little bit. That play that he had in, in, uh, Arizona, in um, Houston where the ball bounced up during his live thing, live read, this would have crushed that if he got <laughs> shit on his face. Like He's like in the middle of like, so gare. Like, <laughs> Like right out of his 
<laughs> right in his nose, uh, a, sti- uh, a steamy pile of uh, pigeon poop on Gelb's nose there. So anyway, it's so disgusting. The first time I'm like, oh, that. Ca-. I was leaning on the railing. I'm like, oh, this is a great, 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 um, great view here. So I did the little panorama. I put it up. I'm like, there's a uh, pigeon crap up here. And I look up and I hear, I say, <laughs> the pigeons are up there. I'm like, oh, we're getting shit on. <laughs> So I'm like, I have, maybe, maybe, they, maybe they had an off day. They didn't eat too much today. So I'm sitting there, and I lean back in my seat, and I'm like, ah, oh, that's weird. I don't, it's not raining or something. It's all pigeon crap. I had to go to the bathroom, clean it off, and then it happened three more times after that. I so, can't believe that. Uh, Mets, if you're watching this, you might want to check or put some spike strips up, to the, up there. Because if I was a paying customer, I ended up getting those tickets comped. But if I was a paying customer, I'd be very <laughs> angry that yeah. I got shit on four times. And after we were done eating, it landed on my napkin. So if I had, like, a nice big plate of food there with, like, the whole toppings, the garnishes, whatever, if I got shit on the plate, I may not have even realized it ate the food anyway. All right, next Disgusting. (laughs) Only the highest brow of entertainment here, you four of you folks. Uh, Anyway, cheers to that. Mets, definitely check out. Hey, you guys didn't cheer. Well, well, cheers. We didn't. And let's give some natural separation from the poop story to to, to the nice (laughs) people who pay us to help produce this show. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Cheers. Nothing wrong with a with a good uh with a good poop. Yes. Here you go. Uh, Cheers, hold on, buddy. Hold on. What's going on here? There you go. There you go. Cheers. 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 As always. As always, we're toasting out of our custom bat mugs, courtesy of Lumberland Company, the home of the original bat mug. And if you haven't seen these up close before, a lot of people have been asking us, you know, what are they? Are they good? A bat mug is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. It's the barrel of a baseball bat, hollowed out, lined, and made into a mug. Uh, Lumberland offers a variety of stock styles so you can put your own little spin on, too, like the pennant series, uh, design one for the player or coach in your life, hook up your wedding party with something that they'll actually use, okay, guys? And with Mother's and Father's Day coming up, check out the series they have for either mom or dad to make their day a special one. Hop on over to Lumberland.com and check out their collections. When you do, use the promo code OABT at checkout for 15% off. That's Lumberland.com with the promo code OABT. Did you actually see the thing on Facebook? They have like a a promoted post, and uh, we're in it. So they they have like a video up there. Like Lumberland's got something on their Facebook page, um, and it shows like a whole bunch of different people using it, different players, different personalities, whatever, and we're actually in it like cheers. And so shout out to those guys. Uh, And also if you're on Instagram, search the hashtag Batmug. Uh, you can see a bunch of people's uh, different ideas. Maybe you got something that you want to customize of your own. There you go. Uh, we are going to do five best towns real quick. New York City, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Raleigh, North Carolina stays in the top five. And Mawa, New Jersey rounds out the top five of the podcast uh, replays cool. of the last week. So let's uh, chat a little bit about the standings here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Mets now sitting in second place, 17 and 12. 1.5 behind the Braves and uh, not looking good with three and seven over the last ten, losing the last three straight. So um, not many great things to say about the last week, but, uh, I mean, what can you do besides, like, you know what it is? As a Mets fan, like we said a little bit ago, hope for the, be- like, hope for the best, expect the worst, and, you know, the whole thing being stay positive. You got to believe, positive mental attitude, whatever. It's easier said than done. But after the, the April we had and then all, the, the, all the, uh, the negative people come out and go, well, at least you won April or at least you won up until April 18th. Like, the only thing you could possibly do is try to enjoy yourself, realize that this is an entertainment sport. You obviously want your team to succeed and you want them to win because it makes you feel better at the end of the day. But there's not much you can do besides uh, cheering them on and hopefully they do something to correct this, uh, well, this ship that's kind of spiraling out of control right now. Here's the thing about baseball. What I noticed last night was this. It is not twitter conducive (laughs) so these quick short reactions that you're supposed to react to everything in real time and stuff like that the game doesn't really lend itself to that because like i said last week it is a game of trends and you're trying to figure out what's for real what's not uh you're trying to elongate the positive and shorten the negative and over the course of 162 game season you're gonna go through losing streaks you're gonna go through like i said ebbs and flows you can't overreact to one game. You just can't. So, I mean, yeah, they, they haven't scored a run in two games, two full games now. That's not great. But tomorrow, if they go out and Frazier hits a three-run homer in the first inning or, uh, you know, Conforto hits a grand slam in the third, you're not going to care that they lost 11 nothing today. You're just not. Right. Just like you wouldn't care that they won 7-2 to on Friday if they go out and, you know, Colorado drops a four spot on them in the second inning on Saturday. So, you look at these, you try to find the positives, you try to find uh, the, the trends and which way they're going. 
I thought I found a relatively interesting one when it came to the first, first inning, inning right? uh, of the games. Yeah, pull it up here. So, uh, and and it just shows that the at bats have been a little too easy on opposing pitchers lately. And I think the Mets certainly have to consider some lineup changes. And you know who I think should be leading off, which is the man whose image is coming up on the screen right now, uh, which is Brandon Nimmo. So we'll see, man. I just like, but you can't overreact. You know, the ball players, it's a lunch pail sport. You have to show up every single day, nose to the grindstone, and trust that as long as you're putting your work in, you're executing more often than not, things are going to fall your favor in your favor. And right now they're not. It could very easily turn around, what, I mean, 12 hours from now. So I came in yet today from lunch. It's right after Vargas. 24 hours from now, by the way. They're not playing at 7 o'clock this morning <laughs> tomorrow. Gave up his uh, last home run of the day before he was yanked. And Lizzie's like, this game, this game's killing me. I walked in, I'm like, listen, like you just said, if they lose 20 to nothing today or they lose 4 to 2, it's still a loss. And what can you do about today? But just think about tomorrow. Today's you know? win. And I said, hardy, hard, hard, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what, though? Today's win was all about Jacob deGrom. And we should get into that now because I said to – I was talking to my mom, actually, on the way over here. And I said, if you asked me what would rather I would rather happen today, lose Jacob deGrom for any extended period of time and win the game or get blown out and have him make his schedule to make his next start on Monday, I would have chosen the latter any day. I mean, right, right. this is a key to their season is keeping Jacob deGrom and Noah Syndergaard healthy, especially when you have no idea what to expect from the other three guys in the rotation. And obviously, you know, you saw what happened yesterday. If for if you've been living under a rock somehow, um, he aggravated, hyperextended his his right elbow on a swing and a miss to strike out in the third inning. Went back out for the fourth, uh, gave up one hit and then worked around that, and then took himself right out of the game and said, "I'm done." Had an MRI, no structural damage, and now he is going to at least prepare to make his next start, which would be Monday in in, in Cincinnati. He won't throw. I'll throw one less bullpen session this week, and he's going to try to long toss and throw a little bit tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I mean, it was kind of almost almost like business as usual. They're like, how are you feeling today? He's like, you know, I feel kind of like how I would normally feel after I throw four innings, you know, and, and we'll see what happens. And I, I like the word they're going to try. You can't really commit to anything on Monday yet. You want to see how this guy's feeling. Right. Uh, but – I would personally skip the start on Monday. You're playing the Reds. Give this guy an extra day of rest. Uh, you know, he did come out of the game due to injury. Whether the severity was was what it was, I mean, his arm didn't fall off by any uh, stretch, of the, you know, of the word there. But the um, to get this guy healthy and, and to stay healthy for the whole season is a, a hinging point on this team having success. So yes. you need him to you need him to play and you need him to be healthy. I would skip him on Monday. But here's the thing: I don't especially think they, against the Reds. I don't think they're going to let him pitch if they have any questions about his health. I think I they're agree. I think they are preparing for him to start with the expectation that if there's even anything that they that he communicates to them or they see that they don't like they're going to hold him back as start and they'll call up Corey Oswalt or something like that to make the start because God knows it shouldn't be Matt Harvey. <laughs> um, so what I would say to this is uh, we were talking about it before we went on the air. I don't like to say this a lot, but sometimes guys forget. You know, a lot of people they don't play the game later in life and when your body starts to have all these kinds of things especially you don't get to play six seven games a week when you're a major league player or you're a guy who plays three four five games a week everything hurts you're never a hundred percent you're like you're maybe a hundred percent on like day one of spring training by april may you're pl- you're playing you're pitching you're whatever there's always going to be something that's going to bother you always yeah, yeah. And it's uh, that's why I saw these people, and I saw the columnists come out, and then Mets blog had something on. It's like, oh, this was curious. Why was he even allowed to go out there in the fourth inning? It's like, well, wait, wait, wait. He's, he comes up to the manager and says, hey, man, I tweaked something a little bit on a swing. Done it before. Doesn't bother me when I throw whatsoever. Jake, you sure you're okay? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I, I've, it's happened before. It's, I'll be fine. He goes out, feels a little stiffness in his bicep, and is like, I'm done. Right. What was Mickey Calloway supposed to do? Use his MRI vision on his on his elbow and say, "Well, I can see there that you have it." I don't understand. The communication was very open and very honest. I think it's so Monday morning quarterback, and quite frankly, so completely disconnected from athletics and an athlete's mindset to say he should have never been allowed back out there for the fourth inning. You know what? I'm fuck you. Okay, like <laughs> yeah. you don't, you don't you don't, you don't know. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't know anything about 
how athletes <laughs> feel. You don't know anything about know. about how they communicate with their manager. To sit on your fat ass up in a press box or at a, behind a desk and say, this should have never happened. You know what? You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I love so it. So I'm sorry. I yes. just and, and it's and I have the freedom to say that because I'm on the internet and I don't have to worry <laughs> about it. But guess what? You just don't. And that's what I love. I love the you know, not everything is somebody's fault. You know, you go through life and you have the people who are constantly blaming other people, they're losers. The, you know, to, to quote the president, they're losers, okay? <laughs> like they're the people who are constantly saying, This it's this person's fault and that per- and if they didn't do that, this wouldn't have happened. You know what? Sometimes in life, you walk in the street and you get hit by a bus. Like it, it just it's happened. Sometimes things are just happenstance. And the fact of the matter is, is the guy had a something that he had been totally comfortable dealing with. Not that the Mets have earned the benefit of the doubt in this category, but this is something that he they have been totally comfortable dealing with and pitching through, and he was fine. So what is the manager supposed to do in that situation in a zero-zero game when his ace is dealing? Is he supposed to say like? Baby Boo Boo, are you sure? Are you okay? Because, because you know, like we can, we can get like an ice cream. We can just stop the game right now. We can. Uh, what is he supposed to do? That's just really. You know what I love? They just really got me going. I've sat. This is our fifty-eighth episode, Brian. and I don't think I've seen your neck vein pop out like yeah. that ever. I, I just. I love it. Do you know what? Know why? Because. I gotta think of more ways to get you pissed off before we start a yes. show. You know what it <laughs> is? Hashtag Angry Brian. You know, it's awesome. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because there are so many. Uh, it our universe is hot takes, right? Twitter and Facebook and ESPN talking heads and Skip Bayless gets the ratings, so that's what people watch and that's what people expect. So they put this guy on, and, the, and then the t- trickles down to the regional guys and the talk radio and this and that. And no one ever stops to think like, hey. Is there gray area here? Is it possible that I might not know everything? They come off just like pompous jerks. And trust me, I'm steadfast in my opinions. I don't think that anyone else... Like you're entitled to your own opinion. It doesn't always mean that you're that you're right or that you can always prevent something bad from happening. That's all I'm saying. Let me ask you about this because we <laughs> talked about. It. I mean, obviously, you wrote the blog post to uh, that we got on the screen here now just to uh, update the fans who aren't on Twitter that haven't didn't see the bombardment of tweets about the uh, expected to miss four starts. But within what does it say? Thirty ten thirty three to ten fifty one. So in under twenty minutes from the Daily News report going up of uh, Mets ace. Jacob deGrom expected to miss four starts. Uh, Not even 20 minutes later, MIR revealed no ligament damage. He's going to try to start Monday. So how does this happen? Is it someone that wants to be first and doesn't exactly get the correct information before they're like, we got to get this out there? Or uh, do you think something happened in those 20 minutes to have the first report be wrong? I mean, a lot of people ran with this. Sports, uh, I think Daily News wrote it first, but then it was Bleach Report, Sports Illustrated. Everyone was running with this whole missing four starts. Can you retract? No, I don't. Well... Uh, it, was, it, still it, was, it was Christy, right? I mean, Chris Christy Acker Acker, posted, but I mean, but she's well sourced. I mean, I think that I don't think she's been wrong often. But I, when you click this tweet, it's still up and it's not correct. So they don't take it down. I think that, well, it's not it's he's anticipate. He's going to like we said, he's going to try to make his Monday start. He might end up missing four games. Who really? We don't know. Right, we don't right, know right, how, right, how right. accurate it is yet or not. So, I mean. That was probably a report that she got from a source, and she went with it. I'm not trying to throw it under the bus. No, a lot of no, people reported I mean, that, but uh, well, be, that I 20, think, but I mean, you know, Mets fans everywhere. I mean, last last night it was it was almost hard for me to go oh, to sleep thinking oh, about yeah, this. No, I was the like, first thing I did when I wake woke up, woke up six seven a.m. refreshing, refreshing, refreshing. When are we going to get some news? I I said to Lauren, I came home for lunch like shortly after uh, this the news broke, and I'm like singing songs. And <laughs> what, what's your good and, mood? And she's and I, I turned around, I'm like. I have to find a way for our baseball team not to affect my mood so much. That's <laughs> well, <laughs> what we like, said last week. Before yeah. we went, I'm like, dude, just just uh, get in a good mood before we yeah, uh, before exactly. We go live here. I, but you know, look, it looks like they dodged a bullet. I'm a, if anybody was offended by my language, I'm sorry about that. But I just get revved up sometimes. No, nah, revved up. Hopefully, hopefully, Jake starts Monday and all is well. It's all good. Hashtag anyway, this, Angry Brian is y- trending. Oh, on... that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> well, this man's supposed uh, about to take me to the woodshed for my language, and that's my grandfather. Hello, Papi. I don't have any hair left. That's the problem. <laughs> That's what I mean. Uh, number one, on a good note, um, I, I, I'm glad to see Cespedes is coming out of his slump. Uh, I said extra prayers last night 
that DeGrom showed an elbow would be better. And uh, it, it came out right. But I have to disagree with Brian. Uh, I don't usually disagree with him, but I have to disagree with him. Well, that's not Number true. Number one, <laughs> to look as bad as they look in the last few games against Atlanta, that pitcher was a 20-year-old pitcher just out of the minors, and he made him look like a Little League team. And the guy that pitched today, he might be pitching well today, but I had him last night, last year in my roto, and I didn't have too much regard for him. Well, the rest but, of the league doesn't have too much regard for him either because uh, I think he's pitching to a 5 ERA this year against everybody else, and the Mets, he's, compl- he's always dominated the Mets. He's, oh, he's always has. Now, you know, you know me a long time, and I, I'm a, a Mets fan. I'm a diehard Mets fan, and I watched this game today, and I rooted hard for, Ma- for Harvey when he came in. Me too, actually. But Harvey must go. I don't care where they send him, Japan, North Korea. I don't care. Korea. My point is he's got to go. He's, he's demoralizing to the team. Also, I disagree with you. Yes, you, have to, you can't win every game. You're going to lose one once in a while. But the games that they've lost have to have an effect on that dugout and that in that clubhouse. Well, that's where we're about to see. That's where we're about to, we're about to see if if they can bounce. First of all, I think it's easier to shake off an eleven nothing loss. It's just like, all right, it wasn't our day. Let's get back at it tomorrow. But that's what I said today on the blog pop. I said, you know, if you're going to import guys like Jay Bruce and Todd Frazier and have the veteran leadership, then that is going to be. Now it's time for them to prove their metal in that aspect and say, all right, guys, let's get it together. Let's go. Let's let's. So I think you're about to see how much those two blowout losses affect them going into this weekend. And I think the Rockies series will be very telling. Well, I hope you're right. And I, and then the coach, uh, the manager of this team made two mistakes. The first mistake he made, he didn't research the Mets and what they do to a, a manager's hair. It turns green, <laughs> gray very quickly. And number two, I think Vargas was a loss, a real bad move. I don't think he's the pitcher he used to be, and he's looked horrible. And also, Reyes, I love him. I've followed him for years. Reyes has got to go. All right, Bring so up some of these kids from the minors in the, that are hitting like hell down there well, and get a catcher. So get a catcher in, for this team. So in I the pro- hold on, guys, in the process, they in the, can't hit. In the process of this phone call, Jason Vargas, Jose Reyes, Harvey. Harvey and Nito and Lobatone, they've all lost their jobs. So you just axed like a fifth of the roster. Bye. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, <laughs> not as sorry as I, they're going to be. I, if I told if I told Darren to fire you, it would be 50% gone. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I do account for 50% of the Nets roster. All right. Thanks for calling, Pop. We appreciate it as always. I love you guys, but stick to it, huh? All be right. Mets fans and be realistic. All right. Bye. Later, Thank Pop. you. Bye, Pop. All right, so look, um, <laughs> I don't know. It's uh, it's it's obviously look. It's frustrating times, right? It's it's. I know that it's not the end of the world, but at the same time, when you go from being what eleven and one, twelve and two, to now seventeen and twelve, now it's gonna it's gonna start to get on people's nerves. But we have. I think we should go to our voicemail, right? Yeah, absolutely. That has you know Jake obviously tweaked his elbow hitting last night. That sparked a whole debate. But that man can rake. He can still hit the bomb. So I think he doesn't want to get the bat out of his hands if well, he's feeling healthy. You let's know? find out. Let's find out what our caller and our voicemail is uh, is thinking. Hey guys, it's uh, Les here from UK Mets. If someone like Jacob Degrom goes down injured because of uh, an injury while hitting, do you think it's more inevitable that the uh, designated hitter will come into the National League someday soon? Personally, I've always been against the DH and the NL, but uh, just recently I've been starting to soften to the idea. What do you guys think? I think he's softening to the idea today because of what happened last night. Well, what do you think? I'm curious to see what you think on this I one. mean, they're not going to make the, the AL start batting again. So either we Never. adopt that or it just stays the way it is. I like that the batters have to hit. I mean, it, it adds an extra element to the game. Um, I don't think they're going to change it. But, I mean, in the nature of keeping rules uniform across the league, I could see them maybe uh, adopting the DH. But I don't see it happening anytime soon. But when they asked Jacob today that question, this actually voicemail came in overnight, uh, he said that um, he shrugged or laughed and said, no, he wants to hit. So, All right. 
So I've but been, now it's like if this happens all the time with him and his arm is very valuable to his pitching success, is he just going to bunt for the rest of his life? Swing. He's not going to swing on Monday if he pitch, if he uh, plays. Uh, okay, I have been. I mean, I used to rail against the designated hitter. I just absolutely hated it as a National League purist. The game is completely homogenized across the entire major league spectrum there used to be national league and american league umpires national league and american league baseballs there were no interleague pl- there was no interleague play it was completely two separate entities that formed major league baseball that is completely gone there is interleague play every single day everything is uniform now um i think it's time the national league is the only professional baseball league that pitchers still hit I, I got to be honest with you. I think it's time for National League DH, and and I'll give you a little bit more than Jacob Degrom scares me. One, I think any pitcher, if you're going to lose any pitcher to a hitting injury, that's not why people pay to see pitchers. Okay, if I go to the game because Jacob Degrom's pitching, I'm sliding not, into home, right, doing I'm something not, on the base pass. Right, Chin Ming Wong got hurt what ten years ago, and and kind of started a little bit of a free fall of his career running the bases in Houston back when the Astros were in the National League. Um, you look at these situations, and if I go to the ballpark to see Jacob Degrom, I want to see him pitch. I do not. I'm not paying for three or four Jacob Degrom at bats. I'll also say this is a little bit more inside baseball. The next round of labor negotiations are going to be brutal. Okay, they're going to be crazy. We saw what happened in free agency this year. There are going to be a lot of compromises on both sides. To get a designated hitter in the National League is a huge concession by the owners and something for the players because a DH is probably going to be a higher-paid player as opposed to the 25th man on the National League roster who might be a bench player, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's going to give new life to guys and extend their careers longer uh, and give them, and for the players, more reason to pay higher-priced guys later into their career. I think the player is going to have and will make pretty big concessions in this Linux labor round when it comes to whether it comes to service time or whether it comes to whatever the case is, just kind of rejigging the um, the finances of the game. There's going to be concessions on both sides to try to avoid a, a strike, frankly. And I think this might be something to give back to the players that they will be comfortable with. Let's face it, the Mets right now, how much better would the lineup be if they could lead off Brandon Nimmo and DH Cespedes or Bruce right, right, or right, right, right. whoever, or play Juan Ligaris in center field every single day or something right, right, like right, that, right. they would be so much better off. I also think it's really not fair to a, to a National League team uh, in the World Series. They don't have a set designated hitter. So look at the Mets in 2015. Kendris Morales played two games in Kansas City. That's a real legitimate hitter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, one of the Mets DHs when one of the games is maybe Kelly Johnson, which right, no disrespect right, right. to Kelly is right. a better hitter than I'll ever be, but he's not a 30 home run guy at the major league level. So I think it's time. I think it's time to finally do well, it. Well, if it does happen, I'm glad that it didn't happen uh, too soon. And we got to see Bartolo hit the home right. run. And, you're going uh, to take, right. you know? take that out of the equation. But yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah, lose yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But at the same yeah. time, Look, they're trying to keep the players more healthy. Right. They're trying to keep these pitchers more healthy. If you can even eliminate one instance like the other night, well, then I think it's worth it. Absolutely. Uh, if you're watching live right now on Facebook and Periscope, share the show if you're watching on Facebook. Retweet if you're watching on Twitter. And uh, you'll be in the running for this Cespedes Garden Gnome. Thanks to the Mets. We have two of them, one for each avenue that we're doing the live show tonight and if you want to win some stuff on us we are going to play what's in the box a little bit later on the sh- in the show we do have another call though let's get to uh rick and beth page what's up rick oh hey guys how you doing good evening what's good up evening. Rick? hey ugly loss today of course um although actually these kind of losses like yesterday and today they're a little more easier to stomach than a couple of nights ago when they lost three uh three to two yeah i agree um and that, yeah and that's what i want to get to because if you remember that game rosario First and second, nobody out in the ninth, and he can't even bump the runner over. It was it's ridiculous. It, um, it was. Yeah, that was ugly. And that's, and that's what I want to get to, because you mentioned before the Braves and the Phillies and all of their good young talent, and you're right. And that's what frustrates me, because Mets fans, not necessarily you guys, but on the radio, Mets fans, oh, payroll, 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 made off ownership, look at the Yankee payroll. And that's part of the equation, sure, but where I envy the Yankees is all the great young talent that they've started to develop, and other teams as well, like... If there's so much to ask for, once in a while, our top prospects actually produce consistently like a Conforto or Rosario. I mean, look at the Yankees with Judge and Sanchez, and they get Gregorius, and he becomes a star. And with our guys, yeah, we got some great young pitching. 
half of them can't stay healthy. And it's like we can't ever develop a great young core that we can stick with for 10 years. Wright and Reyes, Wright got hurt. Reyes had a few good years, then he left, and he came back. And that's the frustrating thing. I mean, since Strawberry, we haven't produced a slugger, a legitimate slugger, since Strawberry. I was going to say, ever. I mean, we haven't, we <laughs> haven't, I mean, a couple, you know, some good players. Listen, we produce some good players. I'm not saying, yeah. team we've gotten that pretty good. But have we produced a lights-out closer? No. Have we produced another, like, like a 40-home run hitter? Except for me, Hunley one year, no. We, 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 we trace the players, and that's great, and with mixed results, as I'm sure you guys have talked about over the years. Um, you know, let's not go into Movon. But, you know, that's the frustrating thing. You need that mix. It's been proven in every sport, on every team, even the Yankees now. You know, the Yankees, they're doing good. Yeah, they got Stan. He was handed to them. But it's a young core of talent that you can build around that can hopefully stay healthy and then add to that, and that's how you win. It's been proven a million times. And that's what frustrates me. Enough with the whole payroll and ownership and this and that. You've got to spend all this money. Can we develop a good young core town and cultivate them and have them actually be productive and consistent when they come to the majors almost right away? Is that so much to ask sometimes? I think that's a fair point, Rick, and thanks for the call. I, I mean, I, I, I think it's easier said than done. Um, obviously, every team would aspire to do what oh, the yeah, Yankees have been doing now, which is everybody they call up, whether it's Tyler Austin, Aaron Judge, Gary Sanchez, uh, Miguel Andujar, they had Gleyber Torres. These guys are all going to be players at the major league level, and some of them already are all-stars. The thing I would say about the Mets and the Mets fan, uh, the mentality of the Mets fan, I, dear, just for example – said about Nimmo leading off, and people were quick to say, like, well, not against left-handed pitching. Well, how is he ever going to learn to hit left-handed pitching if he never plays against left-handed pitching? How is he ever going to learn if he is a, let's say, four wins above replacement player? Or, to put it in more simple terms, you know, a 400 OBP guy over the span of 140 games. If he never plays 140 games, you just never know. So I do think there are spots that the Mets need to start sacrificing um, the veterans uh, in favor of the young players. That being said, that's way easier said than done because you're, again, we talked about clubhouse chemistry and, and how you put together a team, and it's, it's, it can be very fickle. You know, I, If you're going to bench Adrian Gonzalez, you got to make sure that Adrian Gonzalez, it, it, it doesn't seem like he's going to turn into a problem. He seems like a good guy, but that's all. Do you all think I- it's a scouting thing? Do you think having Omar back, you know, he had a pretty good eye for talent. Do you think that we're going to now see them bring in some young guys? That, they're not going to be ready to play anytime soon, right. but do you think that we're going to start building the farm back up to maybe we do find that diamond in the rough? You they know? have to. I mean, they're going to have to. Here, they, have, they have two options, really. Um, they should seriously, obviously, invest in all areas of scouting, and I think that this organization hasn't drafted particularly well. I think a lot of the core players were um, under, you know, at least the guys who were drafted. Some of them were Manaya era guys. I think Nimmo probably stands to be the best position player at the very least, at least in the immediate short term that they have in the system. And, you know, Pete Alonso is hitting really, really well at double A. We still don't know what Dom Smith is going to be and so on and so on. Right. But uh, they can either, Try. I mean, again, that requires a lot of things. You know, when you're trying to trade for guys and make your team better at the deadline, you give up prospects. And when they got Cespedes, they gave up Michael Fulmer. And, you know, they traded for uh, away a lot of depth in that system. They're going to have to rebuild it and replenish it. And then they're going to have to see when these generational talents come up this fall, when Bryce Harper and Manny Machado are sitting there as free agents, if you're not going to develop the 35 home run guy, Mm -hmm. do you jump in and pay the $400 million contract for the guy who's still young and could give you eight to 10 years of prime by paying, you know, 35, $40 million a year, which I I highly doubt. Just to get back on Nimmo for a second. He's just such an easy guy to root for. I I, I tweeted this earlier. I don't even know if we said it uh, on the show, but, um, Losing 11 nothing leads off in the ninth with a walk, sprints to first base, and does like his normal, uh, his normal hustle. And I think that, um, you know, being Homer aside, meeting the guy, having him on our program, uh, just made him uh, more human to us. I and mean, maybe for us, because we sat down and joked with him uh, on and off the air, we, 
I don't want to say I'm more of a fan because of how good of a person he seems to be. Yeah. But he's such an easy guy to root for. Yes. And um, numbers aside, he just seems like a great guy that you would cheer for on your team. And I'm happy and proud that he's wearing our name across his chest. And, and hopefully that he does produce into the into the player we know or we think we know that he can he can be. Look, in- um, but it, it's easy to cheer for a guy like that. And I'm just hoping for the best for him. And, and tomorrow he's going to be in the lineup. Hopefully he does good things. In, in an era of players where their off-field indiscretions are certainly made more public. I Which mean, we'll I, get to in a second. Yeah, I don't think that they were all just, you know, Boy Scouts playing the game in the 1950s. Obviously, there weren't. It's just we didn't hear a lot about it. But now we hear a lot more about it. And, you know, we've even said there are guys that are currently on the team that have gone through legal things, and you have to exercise some compartmentalization there. And it's it's easy with Brandon Nimmo. He plays the game hard. He's a fantastic human being. <laughs> um, it's not really that complicated, and right now he's producing. He's getting on base at a four or five hundred, you know, <laughs> clip. So is he, is he your favorite guy on the team right now? I know you're you're a Fraser guy. I mean, not he's not producing right now. It's but really hard, man. I have pick. A, I, I hate that question. People a favorite have, player. Sometimes I put up like a Q and A, like, hey, I got ten, twenty minutes to kill. Let's ask some cues here, and people ask, who's your favorite Mets player? And I was like, I don't have one. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, man. I I have. Um, He's definitely up there for sure. I, I would say, I, I, you know, I love Todd Frazier. I, I, I love Brandon Nimmo. I'm a big Jacob deGrom fan, and I, I still love Syndergaard. But it's hard. It's, I, I like all these guys because they're Mets. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. that's just the way it goes. Um, the old Jerry Seinfeld bit, right? You root for laundry. So, um, But it is helpful that when you especially get to see the human side now in the age of social media, that the guys are good guys. And guys like Frazier and Nimmo seem to be good guys, so it, it helps. Um, Sam and Hempstead's on the line. Sam, what's up, man? Yeah. Sam, what's up? Um, I'm actually on live. Yeah, you're you're you live. Are. What's up, Sam? Oh, because like I'm delayed on the computer. Anyway, um, <laughs> just 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 a few points. Um, because you know I, I'm pretty active, whatever, and let's talk around. Anyway, first of all, people should stop killing Rosario. I mean, the kid—he was the youngest kid in the league in AAA forever. He's still young, and. If anything, the Mets kind of killed him by putting, keep putting him in front of the pitcher when the kid has is terrible at reading the strike zone, and then they put him in front of a catcher who can't hit. When they leave him in the nine hole and he's in front of Conforto, he was actually producing. I think that's very fair to be quite honest. I think that's a great point. Uh, th- that's the first thing as far as Rosario, and you know I'm seeing people kill Conforto. People have to realize Conforto didn't have a spring training. Now you could say they called him up too early, but who do they really have? Yeah, Nimmo's doing stuff now. Lagarce is doing stuff now. But it's not like they have a track record of ever really producing. Conforto was the best hitter on the team. Yeah. Even even if you include Seismides, he has the best eye on the team. And that's why he's still, even when he doesn't hit, he still has a 370 on-base percentage right now. Again, fair point. No, yeah, I mean, totally. I mean, I don't know if they really rushed into uh, giving Rosario the everyday job there. But, uh, yeah, like you said, he is still kind of – he's st- still pretty young and getting his feet wet here. And, obviously, all Mets fans are hoping the best for him, and hopefully he gets on to a nice little run here. Um, reading the strike zone, getting on base more, taking more walks, obviously, is something that you want to see from the guy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of agree with Sam here, though, on the Conforto thing. I think maybe bringing him back may have been a little bit too early. Maybe have him get a little bit more seasoning down there in uh, extended spring training in Port St. Lucie. Wouldn't have been a bad thing. But now he's been up for over a month. So, you know, there's, Look, there's no excuses on that. What Sam has said, and Sam, thanks for the call, man. What Sam said is, no is, is a really good point in two ways. One. The injuries to the catchers completely changed Rosario's trajectory of his season. When he was hitting ninth with the top of the order right behind him, he's getting better pitches to hit. For a guy who's still learning in plate discipline, um, it, that's a huge factor. When you drop Plawecki and Darno out of there, which their shortcomings notwithstanding. What did you write today about those guys? You said oh, well, you, you miss them now, right? You, I was going to say, if you don't miss Kevin Plawecki because he's getting on base in almost a 400 clip, you should because the bottom third of this lineup – I mean, it is the safest landing spot in the whole entire league. You have Nito and um, Lobatone who are not hitting. You have the pitcher spot, and then you have Rosario who's struggling. So, And he's hit a couple balls hard over the lap, but he just hasn't had anything drop. Um, that's a huge factor. And with Conforto, I still say, you know, Cespedes hitting behind him and not hitting a lick, swinging at everything. 
you have to understand that Conforto's not going to get a lot in the zone if he's got a guy behind him who is striking out 43 times um, in whatever, 20 games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a huge game changer if Cespedes is hitting and Conforto's hitting in front of him. And if if it were me, I, it would go Nimmo, Conforto, and Cespedes. Then I would certainly expect Mike to start picking it up and, and start hitting some balls you know, up the gaps and, and, and over the wall. All right, so uh, give us a call if you want to chat. 631-388-5195 is the number to call. Retweet the show if you're watching on Twitter and Periscope. Share the show if you're watching on Facebook. We are giving away these Cespedes Garden Gnomes thanks to the Mets. If you are going to the game on Saturday, this is what you'll be getting from them on the house. Uh, maybe first 25000 I think, through the gates. We'll get it for free. So um, definitely do that. Um, we are going to get to this. I want your opinion on it first before I go in on Harvey. I don't want to kill the guy every week here, but he gives us so many reasons to. Uh, so Matt Harvey seen partying in L.A. Uh, the night before a game in San Diego. This is a five-hour round trip. This isn't like he was playing in Yankee Stadium and went out to New York City that night to check out a new club his friend was opening. Five-hour round trip the night before a game, and he ended up pitching the next day and actually had a bad performance, which we've, had, we've seen no good performances Chuck. from Harvey. What do you think? Well, I mean, whatever. What do you even say anymore? What do you think? When you first heard this, and you actually, uh, Alders, uh, Sandy said something like, I'm not even shocked or whatever, and you wrote like LOL or something. There's not much to say about it. That's, what, that's how you feel. It's like, but yeah, I'm not how, shocked either. How is this possible? I, I, I have no idea. I have Boris no... Boris doesn't get in this guy's ear like, this is a walk here. Stop fucking around. I don't know, get man. Your, it doesn't make Get your mind right. Sense. It does not make any sense. Is this guy so... Are they trying to get him to, to cut him? Like, I don't know, but you could take page six stuff with a grain of salt, usually. Uh, in the report, it's, I don't know what the headline said, but in the actual story, it said one person said he was uh, wobbling around, he had to sit down because whatever. The second, uh, two unnamed sources, the second person said he was sober. Sober or not, you do not do this the night before a game, five-hour round trip to L.A. from San Diego, when you should not be in the tabloids at all. Your job right now is... If you really want to be a starting pitcher, you really want to be serious about your career, pitch, get better, do your job out of the bullpen. If you're good enough, right now he could have had a chance to become a, a starter again if, if there was a reason to with, with the whole DeGrom stuff. Get your head out of your ass, get out of the clubs, and do your job. What does it say to a young pitcher who's trying to crack this team, maybe a guy like Corey Oswalt, who came up through some you know, mop-up innings, saved the bullpen for a night. Maybe he could get DeGrom's start if DeGrom can't go. What does it say if Matt Harvey's put back in the rotation after when his career is basically going down in flames and he just decides to, eh, I'll just go to a club? I mean, what, what Unbelievable. does it, what it's, does it it's say so about crazy accountability? I, I just... <laughs> I can't get over it. I mean, this, is is he done with baseball? Is he is he just not interested anymore? Is is he mad that he pitched in the playoffs in 2015 and they ruined his career? I, it, it's it's nonsensical to me. My job is not nearly as important as Matt Harvey's. But if I have something to do the next day, I'm not going five hours to Philadelphia round trip to go party because well, my friend's opening a hold bar. On. Your friend, your job is more important. To you, like you have, well, a yeah, exactly. you have a family who Ex relies on you. Exactly. But, so what I'm saying is, whether or not, I mean, I take this. I'm not saying us, I don't take none this of us, I say, None of us are oncologists. None of us are brain surgeons <laughs> or anything like that. But the fact of the matter is, is that this guy is pitching for his career. Because who else is going to put? It must this not guy be that on? important if you want, want to go hang out with Halle if, Berry in Los Angeles. If I saw, if you know, if I'm Mickey Calloway, I just no disrespect Halle Berry. I, I, <laughs> I just say if I, I just shrug my shoulders and go. But I guess he said the next day, do not make this about you. Do not be a distraction. Do your job. Stay out of the newspapers. How many times does somebody need to be told that? I, I don't know. I know for real. How you said before you're like you want to like when you were talking about the DH, you want to pay to go see that pitcher. Pitch. Yeah. You had a ticket to uh, Degrom mm -hmm. pitch on a Friday. All right, that Saturday morning or Sunday morning, people had tickets to go see Harvey pitch last year, and he couldn't show up for work because he was out the night before right. on Cinco de Mayo. Right. So it's like, come on, dude. Like how many? Like you said, how many chances do you need to get your act together? Let me ask you a question: If he was a regular cubicle employee, would, would he be no? Employed? He'd be fired. Right. So at this he'd point, he'd be puking at his desk, and he would be fired. Right. So like, at this point, he wouldn't show up at all. He like, makes he makes six oh, yeah. whatever, and then he'd be fired. It's right. not even a matter of him making six. It doesn't even matter how much money he makes. I really don't. Or nine million dollars. Or uh, the veins coming out. It doesn't even matter. All I'm saying. <laughs> all I'm simply saying is is that it's the guys. You don't even have just a responsibility, your own career, your own paycheck. You have a responsibility to the 24 other guys you share a clubhouse with. Exactly. To not, or not for nothing, to the five guys that are down in Vegas 
Do you think Dom Smith wants to be down there? You think Corey Oswald wants to be down there, or you know Jacob Rame's been up and down? You think these guys wouldn't kill to have your spot on the roster? So you know what? If you don't want it, give it to somebody who does. Because at this point, it's a matter of is it addition by subtraction, and we're getting to the point of no return. Well, you know, two more guys that he's got a responsibility to, and that's Callaway and Dave Island, who vouched for him in the winter meetings. Mm. Sandy was fishing around Matt Harvey's name to a bunch of other teams. Yeah. I don't know how many, whatever. Maybe that was just uh, lip service here. But we heard reports that Dave Island and Mickey Callaway went to Sandy and said, let us get a crack at this guy. Yeah. We think we could fix Matt Harvey. Yeah. Well, the other day they said, we're not giving up on him, and, and we have faith that he can get back to, to his old the self. light. Or they could do something to get him to uh, change some mechanics and get back on the mound and be a starting pitcher. Well, guess what? You're shitting right in their hand because they're, they went out for you. Yeah. Not went out for you, but they, they stuck their neck on the line to, uh, uh, you know, they're brand new guys here. They mm-hmm. didn't have to do that. And they, they tried to get in his corner, and now he's going to a club in Los Angeles? Like, give me a break. Hard, hard to argue with that. I That's agree with you, Brian. Did you guys... And, like, the impression that it makes on your teammates, mm. it's, it's terrible. You're ter- There's you're nothing terrible worse than, trying to, than letting down your friends. And, you know, I, I heard on Sports Talk Radio the other day, I don't know who was saying it, but uh, when Syndergaard goes out, you know, it's not a big deal because uh, he's still producing, number one. But he's also going out with his teammates. So it seems like when, when – when, uh, uh, Noah goes out. It's with Ploiecki or whoever, and there it's like a team effort. When Harvey's going out to L.A. by himself, not bringing any teammates with him, that's probably a bad sign that like no one wants to hang out with this guy. And, and I'm sure else, anybody else would have been like, dude, you dude, know that's this like is, a five-hour round and not trip. Only that, I don't this think is that's a good idea. probably a bad idea. Yeah. We have a game tomorrow. We can't yeah. be going to L.A. It's like, exactly. uh, it's like the movie Draft Day when nobody comes to Bo Callahan's birthday party and it's a big red flag. It, it feels like that, right? Like why is Matt Harvey never around the guys? And I don't know that. I mean, maybe he, maybe he does. Maybe he stays up till 2 o'clock in the morning and plays cards with Nito in his hotel room. I don't know. I don't think so. so but, uh, but at the very least, I don't expect these guys to be monks. They're they're young men. They can do whatever they want. They're not married. They're not whatever. Like go go forth with you, young man. Like do whatever you want to do. <laughs> but at the same time, you have a responsibility to the people who, like you said, went to bat for you for your for your job. Who the guys who are under you that are trying to to take you know take your spot. And you have to be good enough. You have to earn your keep on the 2018 And lead Mets. by example. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. even if you're not the best player anymore. You know, like, uh, last year, a lot of guys were saying, why do we need Reyes back on this team? He's a cancer, whatever. He's not going to produce. Uh, clearly, he's not doing crap for this team right now. But having him around the young guys like Rosario and stuff seemed to be good for him. And, you know, maybe help get other guys acclimated to being a good teammate and a good clubhouse guy and whatever. But you don't see Harvey... Like does he even crack? Like the other day after he closed the game on Sunday, he was the, he he didn't it wasn't a save situation, but he was on the mound during the the victory in San Diego. Did he smile? Was he happy? Did he high five anyone? Or is he just like, oh well, I'm uh, just out here doing my thing, you I know? Don't know man. Come on, uh, it's it's not great. And I like we just said, we root for the laundry, and you know, we, I, everyone in this room and probably watching this is hoping that Harvey kind of snaps out of it, but. The Boo Birds were out today, and today was the first time he actually pitched the City Field. He actually started to get cheered when he relieved Vargas. And yeah, it's like yeah, they yeah. Fin- he finally figured out a way to get cheered is to take over for Vargas here. We got one more call on the line before we got to get to our stuff. So, uh, Mike from Pennsylvania. Mike, what's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's happening? Uh, it's just a nice, bright, sunny day. I love it. Hey, what do you guys think after this three-game losing streak? What would you guys do? as far as lineup and bullpen concerns. Um, uh, thanks for the call, Mike. I'd stay the course, man. I would I would just go uh, and and try to believe that these guys, I mean, it's a, like you said, it's a three-game losing streak. We're not talking about, you know, 11 of 12 here. It's a little bit of a downturn, but I do think they need to make a lineup change. Uh, look, they, they got to get Brandon Nimmo in the lineup every day. Say what you want about Ligaris. I believe a lot less in his offensive output at this point than I believe in Nimmo's because Nimmo has done it Every single year he's been up here, he gets on base. He's a spark at the top of the lineup. So if it were me, like I said back in February when they signed Todd Frazier, my lineup would be Nimmo, Conforto, Cespedes. I'd probably bat Bruce fourth, Frazier fifth, Cabrera sixth, give him more RBI opportunities and try to elongate the lineup, especially with how hot he's been. And then I would probably at this time, which is it's hard to say, but I would put the catcher seventh, the pitcher eighth, and Rosario ninth again and try to get Rosario going a little bit. 
So the next person to get through on 631-388-5195 will play What's in the Box presented by Clear. It's our weekly show, our weekly game we do here. You pick one, two, three, or four. You keep whatever's in the box. So next person to get through will play What's in the Box. But we got to do a little housekeeping here. We do have a tailgate party in just a couple days. We do. Uh, are you coming? Uh, you hitting the tailgate? I don't know. We'll All right, well, we'll if you see. are, bring some, uh, bring some brewskis. It's, uh, our buddy, it's our buddy Charlie's uh, birthday tailgate. So we got a Cinco de Mayo game. Uh, hopefully uh, Harvey doesn't go out the night before to celebrate in the city. But tailgate with the Seven Line Army on May 5th, which is this Saturday, obviously. It's one of our 12 games on the Seven Line Army schedule. We got Chef Cass on the uh, ones and twos. I don't know if he has two uh, barbecues, but he'll be barbecuing out there and bringing a lot of prepared food in the MTA lot. If you go to the7line.com, there is a little ad there or whatever, a little, little, uh, little link to click. It's got a map shows you exactly where to go. He has a Venmo account. It's at anthony dash cast i don't know if that's a hyphen cast whatever it is uh he just asks you to chip in if you can uh he brings a serious serious spread and we're expecting the gates to open around 4 p.m sometimes they open earlier but uh 4 p.m usually or earlier i think it's going to be earlier because they're giving away the cesspitas garden gnome and they expect big crowds so get out there and uh come and cheer with us or hang with us before you go into the game and no you do not have to be sitting with us in order to tailgate with us just uh don't be a mooch try to bring something if you want to contribute uh if you want to drink and eat bring stuff to drink and eat and if you don't bring anything you want to throw some loot to anthony cass he'll be there as well so also tomorrow we have a product drop i'm actually wearing the new york 87 yes it was like 90 degrees today which looks Awesome. It, I've been looking at it all night. It looks great. <laughs> I, it was tough for me to explain kind of what it is because it's a crew neck. I wouldn't really call it a crew neck sweatshirt, but it's not even really a sweater either. It's super, super soft. Uh, we have small through, uh, what size is here? Small through 2X available tomorrow while supplies last. And for the first time this year, we have our down since 2018 onesies releasing on the website zero to three months and three to six months these always go super fast this is our third year doing the down Synth series and it's always a crowd favorite out there at the ballpark definitely a great photo to uh to shoot of your 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 little one maybe at their first game or whatnot and send the beer guys being restocked as well so go over to the sevenline.com check out everything we got coming soon we're restocking a bunch of stuff and also dropping a few things for the first time so go check that out if you're listening on uh replay there may be some stuff left but Hopefully not, but if there is, go to thesunline.com <laughs> and uh, pick it up. We are going to get to what's in the box now, presented by Clear. All right, everybody, it's time for everyone's favorite game show, and it's What's in the Box, brought to you by Clear. Beating the lines at both the airport and the ballpark has never been easier with Clear, who is now partnered with nine Major League Baseball teams, including the New York Metropolitans. As we know, we're giving out these Cespedes Garden Gnomes, and that is the giveaway on Saturday, and it's going to be very popular. So if you want to make sure you get one and breeze through security, there's no faster way to do it than with Clear's ballpark membership, plus make air travel frictionless and hassle-free by using the promo code 7LINEARMY and receive three months of your airport membership for free. Sign up today with the promo code 7LINEARMY at clearme.com. That's clearme.com. Com. All right, let's go to the phone line, and it's Brian from Florida. Brian, what's up? How's it going, guys? What's going on, man? All right, you know the deal. Uh, one, two, three, or four. What you want? Three. Three. All right. Three. Oh, this is three. Oh, nice. I got that last night. Yep. <laughs> this is three. I, I already know what it is, Brian. Yes, we know it. We know what it is. So we don't have to ask. I don't. You, we don't have to ask you your size because it's a one size fits all. Yes. Darren copped this okay. last night. But I was out at the game last night, so you got a mini bat coming your way, courtesy of the bat. Mets. Cool. So I, did Lizzie tell you what to do? No, I, did, I, I forgot. Okay, right. so Lizzie's going to take down your address. We'll mail, mail this out to you tomorrow, okay? All right, thanks, guys. Love the show. Thanks, thanks dude. Brian. Thanks for playing What's in the Box, presented by our friends at Clear. Okay. I think that's it, man. Uh, we got to do our share and retweet contest and then get the heck out of here. We do, and Lizzie just left, so let's try to do both of those real quick. Uh, we do try to get a little bit uh, tightened up here on the end of the broadcast. I can do the Twitter, okay? All right, Brian's going to do the tweets. If you uh, retweet right now, you'll be in the running for a Cespedes Garden Gnome, thanks to the Mets. If you're heading out to the ballpark tomorrow, it's got, what is it, what's tomorrow? The Bruce? The Bruce, uh, Bruce for, yeah, Free Shirt Friday. The three U's. I thought Bruce. it was five, wasn't it five U's? I, I don't think we ever landed on a uniform U I thought code. it was supposed to be five, but it's three U's in Bruce. Why don't you just tell me when to stop? Um, okay, stop. All right, we got 
Jack Dunn, at J.N. Dunn, is the winner of one of these lovely Cespedes Give him a follow. Gnomes. And follow, then uh, send him a, follow a big direct Jack message. Dunn. Get his address. Lizzie, can you do the uh, share contest on, quickly, please? On the Spacebook. If you haven't done it yet. Oh, what, what a nice little couple we got over there. Jack that. Dunn. Jack, looking very lovely with your lady. <laughs> I assume that's your lady. Or, or sister or a friend. Yeah. Did you see that thing? Um, what's that Wayne Brady show? Like whose line is it anyway? Yeah, yes. there was like, did you see it? It was, it was no. probably it was probably staged, but they were standing there and like, how long you guys been together? And he's like, Oh my six god, six months! I did and the see girls that. like, We're just friends. Like, and he's like on live television. I well, don't know. Oh, yeah. friend zone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, it wasn't it wasn't whose line is it anyway? I think it's, it's the um, new the new show. Like it's the new yes, it's the new. Um, I don't know what it's called. Don't look at me. Let's make a deal or whatever. Something yeah, like maybe, that. Yeah. yeah. But that was great. It was probably staged, but no, it was. It I was felt great. really bad for that guy and his face. He was like mortified. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure it was. Well, staged. there's a lot of actors in L.A. But anyway, go, go through this share contest. Right. Don't look. I'll tell, tell you when me to stop. When to stop. Hey, uh, Carlos Anderson. All right, Carlos Anderson, you are going to win. Oh, we From didn't even the boogie down Bronx. I was going to say, we didn't yeah. tell them what they're going to win. But, yeah, they are winning this Cespedes Garden Homes tonight. All right, guys. So um, if you're heading out to the ballpark this weekend, it is Cespedes Garden Home Day on Saturday. Bruce Free Shirt Friday. Tomorrow night, Friday night, and Sunday, which I don't even know why they're called uh, Jerry Blevins socks. But they are Jerry Blevins <laughs> yeah, he wears socks. Yeah, he wears his socks down. All the time. His and number's it, not on it. Yeah. yeah it's just there's like a, a hang tag that says, like, Jerry Blevins. But whatever. They're cool-looking <laughs> they socks. They are cool. I love a fresh pair of socks. Uh, fresh pair of underwear, fresh pair of socks, whatever it is. Anything fresh <laughs> is always feeling nice on the uh, on the little toes. Or uh, whatever. Sorry, whatever else. But anyway, uh, we got Brian over here doing, like. Cespedes Garden Gnomes are in an intense battle. <laughs> All right, guys. So uh, see you there on Saturday. Uh, we're going to be tailgating, obviously. Come on down and say what's up. Don't be a mooch. Bring some stuff. And uh, hopefully the Mets win, uh, obviously. And uh, it would be a nice little weekend at the ballpark before they head off to Cincinnati. So see you guys next Thursday. Again, we have uh, Maggie Gray joining us from WFAN. Thank you to our sponsors, Clear and Lumberland. If you are listening afterwards, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, all that good stuff, subscribe, leave a review. If you're watching on Facebook and uh, Periscope, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you for your shares. We appreciate your loyalty to the show. We can't do it without, without you guys. And uh, let's go Mets. Let's go see Mets. See you guys. Bye. Bye.